do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. Let me say, this is the third time I've pushed the record button first, just didn't record. Had it not set to the microphone, had it set to something else. Second, uh, hit, hit the button, uh, 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 b- 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 microphone hooked up this time, working good there. However, uh, it started recording mid um, opening, so that wouldn't have been good. You would have heard me talking and the opening at the same time? I don't think so. We run a tight ship around here. Third time, uh, a charm. So, uh, just goes to prove the rule, I guess. Yes? And that rhymes. And you know it rhymes. Folks, this is not what this show is about, though. No. No. It is, rather, about me consuming vast quantities of media and then pouring it forth from my dusty attic of a brain so that it does not ferment and slowly drive me insane. Because I need, need to talk about these things to someone, even if it is just the, 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 the air, the very ether if you will, if you want to go old school, ether, you know, that's a thing we as humans, many of us used to believe way back when, which is something. Look into ether. You'll, you'll have some fun. And, and not the thing that knocks you out. Uh, here you go. Little tidbit about ether. Um, when you see in movies, someone puts a, a little uh, ether or chloroform on a rag and puts it over someone's mouth to knock them out. Uh, it actually takes, like, minutes to knock someone out. So it's not like uh, you, you get a whiff of it and you fall out. Uh, you you get knocked out. So, you know, there's my tip for the day on how to use fucking ether to knock people out. What the hell is going on in this episode 480? Maybe it's the 20 episodes away from episode 500 that has me insaner than normal? I don't know. What I do know, segue, is I will now push a button that will start a series of five five-minute timers and I will discuss the aforementioned media some of which you may not have consumed yourself so I warn of that possibility in a sort of let's go ahead and call it a spoiler warning okay okay ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to rough you some things Today's movie monologue sponsor is Shark Repellent. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, Overboard from 2018. Yes, you will, if you listen to the last episode, know that the missus and I watched the 
OG overboard from 1980, blah, 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 uh, and uh, gave it what? Probably a four, if I had to guess. Maybe some five moments in there. It's a, it's a delightful 1980s style comedy. This is a uh, comedy, technically. Okay, I'm going to level with you uh, on this podcast. I quite often, with the exception of movies, um, yeah, probably movies being the only exception, I only bring back things I like. Uh, Like, if I'm reading a book that I don't like, uh, which doesn't happen very often, to be fair, I'll I'll put it down and I I probably won't mention it here. Maybe I would. Maybe I'd say I, I tried and I couldn't get into it. Uh, TV, same thing, you know, get a couple episodes in, and, uh, and I probably, if, if I really didn't like it, I just wouldn't talk about it. Movies, on the other hand, I have a problem of, uh, 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 starting them and then, uh, stopping them, um, <laughs> like, I, I want to get to the end, even if it's, even if I'm not liking it. I, I don't know why I torture myself like that, but I do. This one, uh, we turned off. We, we actually didn't get to the end. It just sort of fizzled out. Uh, we were both tired, we went to bed, we actually, uh, and not even we, uh, the missus, she said, meh, you could continue on without me if you want, and normally I would, but, uh, I kind of forgot, and now I'm at the point where I, I, am not going to go back, so for that reason, uh, Overboard from 2018, and this pains me a little bit to do so, because I, I like Anna Ferris. Uh, I listened to her podcast a bunch of times, she's seemingly an incredibly nice person, but this movie was just really not very good at all. Ah, sadness. So I'm going to give it a 1, which is almost unheard of on the podcast. Oh, man, that makes me feel even worse. I am a horrible reviewer of things because it pains me to give bad reviews. Ah. Uh, Movie the second, (laughs) Reign of the Superman. Uh, Yeah, uh, what happens when Superman dies, quote-unquote? Well, a bunch of various super uh, uh, male types come in to fill his role, I guess, apparently, uh, and that's what this animated film is about. Uh, who's voicing Superman again? Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, he's done that uh, a few times, I think. Got Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah, some interesting. <laughs> Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane. Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane. Hmm, that's something. Uh, it's good. I, 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 Basically, for these movies, your Batman's, your Superman animated, and and, and in these animated ones, they're they're always done well. I prefer when they get the voices of the people who used to do, like, the animated series. Like, you get your Kevin Conroy in there for Batman. Ooh! Well, I'm all about that. Um, But but, but these these ones are fine as well. Rosaria Dawson is Wonder Woman. Sure. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She was good. Uh, rating-wise, what am I going to go? I, I'm going to go four. I, I, I like this one. Uh, and I think this has come up before. Things like X-Men, things like where there's a, a larger cast of uh, superheroes where they all have sort of somewhat unique abilities always fascinates me for some reason. I don't know why I like that. Just just like a, a, a where you could pick and choose which one you like and which... And, and then maybe in your brain you're sort of like, oh, what if these two got in the fight of this group? Uh, I don't know why I, I tend to gravitate towards those, so... Uh, I did like it. Moving on to another um, movie. Johnny English Strikes Again. If you saw the first Johnny English, you really... There's not necessarily a reason for you to watch this one. Uh, More of the same. It's not uh, necessarily a bad thing ever. Uh, It's just uh, more of the same and maybe a little bit less, to be honest with you. Starring uh, Rowan Atkinson. The uh, famous, most likely... 
you would know him as Mr. Bean. Ah. So this is like uh, Mr. Bean. Um, if he talked, <laughs> which he doesn't really talk as Mr. Bean, and was a spy. Uh, basically, you know what? I do like the setup for it. I, I will admit that. The setup, I'll give like a five. Basically, all spies in the in the British agency, what's called M5, are like sort of uh, found out. So they have to like dust off ones who are like old or uh, ones like him who uh, didn't have a very illustrious career and have been out of the spy biz for a while. So they have to call him back in. Uh, a little ridiculous, but I, I, I liked it as a setup. Uh, rating wise... Uh, we'll go to uh, mostly two, some funny four moments. Uh, overall three? No, probably overall two. Three? Ah, shit. Uh, three, you will know, uh, potentially, is enjoyed while watching, but probably it wouldn't watch again. And that's what that will fall into that category. Today's television talk sponsor is Goose Repellent. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I uh, finished a series of four series. Ah, see? You know what? I think I've just come to the realization why uh, series is uh, inferior to season when describing groups of television shows. Take that, England. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a British television show by the name of Man Down. Man Down. Starring uh, Mr. Greg Davies? Yes. Yes, Mr. Greg Davies. Uh, many uh, folks you will recognize in this show if you are at all someone who watches uh, British comedy. So you got that going for you, which is nice. Dan Davies is a childish idiot. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, trapped in an adult's life. Helped along by his uniquely dysfunctional best friends, Joe and Brian. His inability to navigate the simplest of life tasks, a listless, a listless teaching career and daily humiliation and torment by his father conspire to keep this. Let's go ahead and say it together. Man down. <laughs> Uh, I really, 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 ooh, is it, am I going to give one more? Yeah, I'm going to really like this. Uh, it was pretty over-the-top, crazy, ridiculous. Uh, five out of five, needless to say, uh, laughed out loud multiple times every episode. Uh, Greg Davies, uh, I have seen uh, some of his stand-up uh, and very much enjoyed it. Just sort of like a big, uh, you know what, bloke. Yeah, that's a word I think I would use, and it's not a word as a Canadian, that I use in everyday conversation, but he's just sort of a big, uh, goofy bloke, uh, and uh, his antics in this are, are just hilarious. Uh, he starts off with um, his father played by, uh, he's from that show Bottom, which is an old, uh, uh, another British sort of anarchist, would you say? Maybe show uh and he would just like repeatedly uh, uh torture his son with uh elaborate tricks and uh, uh japes 
Then uh, he died in the first season. Uh, not really a spoiler because what they did was uh, his mom would, uh, got a boyfriend played by the guy who, oh yeah, uh, the guy from, uh, he, he did a, a documentary show called, uh, was it like the world's worst jobs, uh, where he would, uh, that's another good show, just on, on a separate note, that show gets a five out of five. I always love that show. Uh, actually just thinking about it makes me want to scope it out again. Uh, it was a show where he would, go uh find all the worst jobs in history so uh the, the one that always steps uh, uh jumps out of my mind is uh he worked uh or worked slash researched uh a, a vomitorium which apparently and i'm probably going to get some of this wrong back in uh, roman times uh they used to like to drink hey don't we all uh and uh, the wine back then was so sort of uh, rough and strong that uh, basically, if you drank it, you would vomit. <laughs> it's a sort of period. Uh, if you were someone who liked to drink wine, you were also someone who vomited. <laughs> equals. Put an equal sign between those two. Uh, so uh, part of uh, that experience is you need to hire someone. Well, I don't know if it was hire so much as he had some slaves or whatever. Uh, someone who helped with the whole vomiting process from your wine drinking. Like, man, you really gotta love wine if... If vomiting is just a, a part of it. Anyways, man down. Uh, yeah, so we sort of uh, follow his interactions with the uh, kids a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Somehow, because the missus doesn't like this sort of crazy show usually, uh, got her to watch a few episodes by convincing her it's a little like a show, a Canadian show actually, called Mr. D. Uh, uh, that was starring Jerry D. Duggan? Jerry Duggan? That was his name on the show. What was his name in real life? I think it was Jerry as well. Where he played like a, a, a sort of a goofy teacher type. And uh, that's very much like this. The difference being uh, this focuses less on the teaching parts. He plays a drama teacher. And there's some great comedy there as well. Man down. Five out of five. Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Ghost Dwarf Repellent. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, today's book, yes, as predicted last episode, I did finish book three of the Neverwinter uh, Quadrology. Yeah. Quadrology. Uh, Charon's Claw. I, I, well, you know what? I'll spell it for you. You pronounce it how you like. C-H-A-R-O-N apostrophe S. C-L-E-W. <laughs> Claw, you probably figured that part out. By R.A. Salvatore, or Bob Salvatore, as I have heard him referred to on more than one occasion. Drizzed. Driz Duerden draws his sword once more to aid his friends. His lover, Dahlia... Oh, well, got her last name here. Sinfell. Oh, God. Fantasy names. Uh, can speak of nothing but the moment she will face the Netherese Lord Herzgo Allegheny once again. Drizzed has already followed a trail of vengeance beside Dahlia. Can he justify one more battle to settle a grudge he does not understand? Artemis and Treary too seeks revenge. He offers to aid Dahlia in her mission to destroy Allegheny. Sounds like a, a magician's name. But 
he's actually a warlock, so, you know, a little bit. Uh, but Charon's Claw, Allegheny's sentient sword, dominates Interior's movements, if not his mind. And then there's the way Interior looks at Dahlia. Can Drizzt trust this old foe? Jesus Christ, reading that makes the seem insane. And it is a little bit, but what I want to say, uh, and what I don't like really of that description, uh, and, and that is uh, from the New York Times bestseller. Okay, so we got that going for us, uh, which is nice, which is a sentence I feel like I've said at least once this uh, uh, <laughs> this podcast for some reason. Anyways, uh, what I want to say why I don't like that description is it makes this book sound insane. And what uh, R.A. Salvatore does amazingly uh, in this one, and uh, particularly, yeah, particularly in this one, I, I, I think, because it deals with a lot of dark issues, is uh, it's as if he's writing a, just a, a book about normal people having sort of real tough life decisions and, and things happening to them and real emotional uh, 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 states that they're in and uh, reactions to things that have happened in their past that are now they're being forced to face in the present uh, thinking about the future <laughs> like it's really really very grounded as far as the characters interactions and what they're going through it, it's just the fact that it's taking place in a fantasy realm uh, so it's almost like uh, like you could have a, a crazy fantasy thing like what I just read like what it sounds like but the fact that he makes it like you could also take out the fantasy things and then just have this happen in the real world and it would be just as believable uh, I think is one of the reasons why uh, R.A. Salvatore books are among my favorite needless to say no book in this series has not gotten a 5 out of 5. This one, I think, maybe, Jesus, this, this series is really, really getting into me. I, I think uh, this Neverwinter is going to end up with the, the coveted, the coveted Liberal Cube 6 out of 5. Ooh, oh my. Uh, and so I'm a little bit into the last one. Uh, this one, uh, we, we sort of see a Drizzt. And I always assume I'm saying that incorrectly. Uh, even though I think I've heard uh, uh, Mr. Bob Salvatore say it a few times um, on a podcast. Anyways, uh, I, I, I think we sort of see his uh, trending downwards in terms of... Uh, he, he's a character from uh, from past books, from video games, uh, from, from D&D, which is where this is sort of revolving around a little bit. Uh, someone who's always good. Like, just underline good. Uh, lawful good. And we sort of continue the trend downwards, but then in, in this one, uh, downwards in terms of not being evil, but in understanding that uh, there's a gray area in the world, um, he sort of reached a real low point in the last one where uh, not even thinking uh, the world had just gray areas, but that the world is mostly black and him fighting against it is maybe pointless. Uh, in this book, we start to see that trend maybe ticking upwards. Uh, in, in the fourth book, one thing I will say, uh, he's sort of uh, uh, further uh, upwards into that thought of, you know what, uh, this world is not great, uh, there is gray, um, me acknowledging the bad and the gray doesn't mean I can't be white. <laughs> and this is funny because he's a dro and he's uh, black and not black as in, uh, uh, you know, African black, black as in like pitch black, lives in, uh, comes from the underworld. Uh, 
you know, cool stuff. And I love it, did I mention? Gabin is rather a double movie monologue sponsor. Yeah, I uh, haven't had much time to game. Um, I, I did start uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, just sort of dipped my toe, and I'm having fun with it so far. Uh, we'll say it's mostly because I'm uh, organizing my shelves and DVDs and such, and that's taken uh, a lot of time. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a future episode. A anyways, uh, movie the first is something I realized I screwed up. Uh, a movie monologue at the top of the show should have had four movies. Uh, I ran out of time, so I decided to move. And this is spur of the moment, like as I was recording, you, th this happened in my brain. Uh, the last movie of that was supposed to be 47 meters down, um, which explained the shark repellent <laughs> sponsor of that episode. But since I ran out of time, I decided to move it to the top of this. So now, the fact that shark repellent was... The sponsor of the first movie monologue doesn't make any goddamn sense. So I fucked up. I fucked up. Just like the people who are diving with sharks fucked up in this. Yes. Segue. There. I brought it all together to make sense. Two sisters vacationing in Mexico are trapped in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean. Period. Full stop. <gasps> Uh, yeah, uh, definitely some sweaty hands moments in this movie. Uh, uh, movies like this, movies where there's like uh, heights, uh, just just sort of constant tension throughout. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty fucked up. I liked it. Uh, rating wise, you know what? I'll go three overall, which is uh, enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, for what the actresses must have had to put up with in this movie, give them a 5 out of 5. Uh, Mandy Moore and Claire Holt. Uh, imagine being in a movie where 90% of the movie is underwater. That has got to be a goddamn pain in the ass. Like, prunes? Like, were you prunes for weeks? Uh, I'm curious of, of movies like... I, I, there's, there's movies where people were uh, wet like for most of the movie, but this is like underwater, like the whole movie. Friggin' crazy. Okay, so anyways, that's that should have been at the top of the show. That movie. I, I done fucked up. <sighs> okay, next movie. Abducted in Plain Sight. Ah, yes. Uh, this definitely falls into the category of movies I heard uh, a bunch of people on a bunch of different podcasts talking about. Uh, and from those discussions realized, man, I gotta watch whatever the hell is going on in this thing. And after watching it, what the hell is going on in this thing? Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just reading the IMDA. Uh, the Twisting, Turning, Stranger Than Fiction, True Story. Uh, yeah, Twisting, Turning. Very, very apt. There are so many things in this movie where you'll just be like, what? No, wait huh and then 10 minutes will pass and something else will happen you go what no no that that's can't, that can't happen so many times in this movie you, you, your mind will boggle at the true life events uh yeah uh, true story of a, a naive church-going idaho family that fell under the spell of a sociopathic neighbor with divines on their 12 year old daughter 
I, I, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's move on, because what I just did, that noise I just made, is a perfect description of that movie. Uh, next is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, dusted off this. Uh, definitely falls into a category of movies as well, being which of being is, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, movies that I'll watch every couple of years. Uh, if you haven't seen it, do so. It's uh, fucked up, mm -hmm, period. Uh, if you've done various drugs, that'll help. Couldn't hoit. Uh, yeah. Starring, uh, what's his name? Uh, also featuring, what's his name? Johnny Depp, Benicio Del Toro. Tommy McGuire. Uh, check him in that. Uh, might be hard to spot. Uh, also, based on true events, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, read the book as well. I do believe. Good. Shit. Ah, oh, man, I fucked that up on time as well. Uh, uh, last but not least, or is it Slenderman from 2018? Uh, yeah, so if you know anything of Slenderman, actually the missus and I watched the the documentary about the two girls who killed the... Uh, who in real life killed the girl. Yeah, that one was probably more scary just in terms of it actually happened. Uh, this one, you know, had some cool visuals of Slenderman. Mm, it was an interesting story overall. The fact uh, they sort of pulled in that uh, people all over the world that are inducted. Uh, a lot of... Uh, Slenderman has a lot of... Like, him as an entity has a lot of... What am I trying to say? He uses technology a lot. <laughs> like, he'll send you fucking creepy text and... Uh, I don't know, that was a little strange. Uh, I guess in this digital age it makes sense if you're trying to scare uh, teens and tweens. Uh, it's fine. Um, Rating-wise... It's probably two. Oh, Fear and Loathing, five, obviously. Uh, obviously. And uh, pushing button again. Okay, here we go. internet intercourse sponsor is depression repellent thank you okay uh item the first uh r.i.p brody stevens yes uh jeez uh from your perspective uh this will have happened a while ago uh from mine still fresh uh and just so incredibly sad something happens when sad uh, when sad when super super funny people like brody stevens die uh, die in in manners in which could have been avoided as well because uh, he committed suicide. Uh, it's something in I, I I mean something in the world, something to me personally, something to the person who did it. There's just something I, I don't want to say different, but but maybe it is something different. Uh, it's hard to explain. As someone who has suffered from depression, who has been hospitalized uh, once or twice. Uh, for it, uh, it, it, it's something that it's hard to put into words, so should I even try doing so? The one thing I want to say is that uh, him passing, for some reason it, hit, it hits hard. It, it makes me think of the times where I was in states that he must have been in. 
uh, yeah, it's just, uh, the, 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 and then afterwards, uh, witnessing the just sort of outpouring of love of all the, the, the funny people, uh, saying how he was, uh, like, just so, so up there in terms of, uh, e- even comedians who are sort of sometimes hard to make laugh, he can consistently, uh, just, just tear the laughter out of you with his ways and I and I could verify that just from the fact that every single time I ever heard him on a podcast every stand-up I saw him do everything I saw him in ever he would generate laughter in me and now he's gone so that's uh incredibly sad um yeah we should we should dedicate this episode to him um and hey let's go ahead and do that in the title i will oh, i will have something about him because uh just super super sad and uh now i have to move on to talking about other things because that's what happens in podcasts jesus christ <sighs> take a breath there sneak attack volume two <laughs> from from that to uh, something awesome hey there we go brody would like that uh, from 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 the sadness to the awesomeness, uh, Sneak Attack Volume Two. Uh, it's here. It's not queer, but you know, the, nothing nothing against that. But let's get used to it. Oh my God, <laughs> really fucked this up, didn't I? Uh, yeah. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with Sneak Attack, uh, a classic uh, pity and envy situation. Pity you because you're unfamiliar with Sneak Attack. Envy because now you can go back to episode one and you're gonna have a hundred and 40, 50 episodes to listen to. You lucky bastard. It is a D&D play podcast. Uh, the first 100 and... I forget how many episodes. 50-something, I think it was. Uh, they played sort of a, a more traditional, uh, let's say, like classic D&D 5e. However, in Volume 2, that has just started. I'm uh, six episodes in. Uh, they've jumped over to still uh, some D&D bones to it let's say, in terms of the, the what's going on behind the scenes, let's say. Um, but they've moved into a sci-fi adventure. Mmm. Exciting. I like it. You know what? Uh, to be 100% on, honest with you, uh, and, and this pains me a little bit to say, uh, when the Adventure Zone uh, stopped their uh, balance arc, uh, no, no, what's that called? Them stopped playing D&D and sort of moved into other things. My hope was that they would do something like this. Uh, and and this is the, the painful part. Uh, I haven't listened to much of the new one. Like I listened to the first 10 episodes of that and sort of, it, it just wasn't pulling me in. So I actually haven't listened to it since then. Uh, this on the other hand, I am very pleasantly surprised to say, yes, it is very, very good. Um, it's sort of helped me to figure out what I like in this type of podcast. And this is what it is. I, I'm sort of coming up with, with a math for what I like about a, a, a role play podcast, an actual play podcast. It's gotta be funny. That's probably number one on the list, and this has that. Uh, it can't be 100% roleplay, which is why I think I don't really like uh, the newest Adventure Zone. Um, just, And it's not 100% by, I, I guess, but it mostly is. Uh, whereas this, you'll have people talking out of character a fair bit. Uh, you'll get some of the rolling and the numbers, which I like. Like, I, I need that part of it as well, which sounds strange. Like... If it was just a hundred percent story and role play, uh, I, I guess I don't like that. <laughs> it's just, it, it seems weird, but you know what I think it is because I'm listening, uh, I don't know, 90, 80% uh, 
which is a weird way to say that, 80-90% would be how a normal human would say it, uh, at work, um, my attention is not 100% on it, so if it's mostly story, I'm, I'm probably going to lose some things, whereas this, uh, I, I, even with this, since there is story, I try to listen to it while driving, where it's easier to pay attention to it than when working. That sounds bad. I'm gonna die. Anyways, uh, uh, so, so there's sort of a math what I think I need, and, and this math is going to be different for everyone, is sort of why I'm saying this, um, where you we've got to find your math for your D&D list podcast listening. Okay. Needless to say, uh, very, very much enjoying, uh, uh, uh the sneak attack podcast volume two, a sci-fi adventure. Uh, and oh shit. Jeez. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is the DM. Oh shit. What's his name? Uh, oh God. And I just closed the window with it. The DM uh, has done a lot of custom stuff to make this world and uh, the races he has created and uh, interesting, uh, which you can also find online. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. He said in an episode you could find online uh, a lot of the stuff he's created, and I searched all over the, uh, the Sneak Attack uh, website, but I couldn't find it. So, I don't know. Uh if anyone listening to this knows where to find it, I'd like to use some of it in my own campaigns. It, it, it actually has given me, uh, it started percolating ideas for creating a sci-fi campaign. So, uh, thank you for that. Okay. So as you heard, we're out of time. Uh, so I'll do the last few items quickly. Uh, stop podcasting yourself with guest Paul F. Tompkins. Basically Paul F. Tompkins if he is a guest on your podcast, your podcast will be good. Stop podcasting yourself is always a good podcast. Put those both together and what do you get? Me saying you should listen to it. Math. Uh, and last but not least, a new podcast just came along. Oh man, very podcast heavy on this one, isn't it? Um, uh, from the lovely Leanna Vamp, yes. Oh, I could throw in a little self-plug here. Uh, if you were to Google Nerd Kane Adventures... You would see uh, a cane in the shape of a saw being held by hundreds, if not at this point thousands of cosplayers, being autographed by dozens, if not dozens, <laughs> of uh, uh, nerdy celebrities. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's my cane. Hey, that's my cane. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the reason I bring that up is uh, Leanna Vamp heavily uh, prominent in many of those pictures, as she is my favorite cosplayer yes uh super super nice in person irl so if she's gonna start a podcast goddamn right i'm gonna scope it out it's called let's get spooky uh she and co-host oh i wrote down the co-host name which is very professional of me very rare professionalism ashley jonkas j-o-n-c-a-s uh where they speak of you guessed it spooky shit uh, they started off uh, talking of their favorite spooky movies. Uh, uh, I, I tried to think of my uh, scariest movie. Two, the, uh, in my sort of definition of scary movie, I think, is one that literally give me nightmares. <laughs> like, literally, if I watch it and then that night have a nightmare about it. So I have two that sort of pop into my mind. Uh, the Grudge and The Blair Witch Project. Uh, li literally just saying, <laughs> fucking idiot, literally just saying that out loud, I have goosebumps now, uh, real actual ones, so, uh, 
<laughs> you know, let's not get into it. How about, let's just say <laughs> that those two gave me nightmares. Okay, so, uh, and then they talk, uh, spoke of, like, uh, actual things that happen in their real lives of the, the, the sort of supernatural variety, uh, which I've never had anything like that, so you know, nothing, nothing to say there. Uh, I, I think there's going to be more episodes. I hope there is. Uh, check that out. Folks, we did it. We made it. A uh, long episode, and there may even be, hint, hint, something after the credits. <laughs> it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper Yes, bonus, you say. Um, if you, listening to this, made it to uh, this secret area, please let me know with the password swordfish. Oh. Will there be prizes? No. Today's cleanup conversation sponsor is Reverse Polarity Repellent. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, yeah, it is, as I have mentioned too many times, but still will do so, Star Trek Discovery Season. So, uh, I'll usually kind of throw uh, an episode or two uh, in this little thing just because I have to talk to somebody about it and I don't know who to, so it is you. And that practically rhymed. Uh, so we're going to talk uh, the Sounds of Thunder when a, a new single sing signal appears over Saru's home planet, Burnham, Saru, uh, and crew embark on a perilous mission that puts Saru in danger and raises questions about the Red Angel's intentions, Hugh struggles to come to terms with his new reality. Oh yeah, that was cool. Uh, okay, so, if you didn't, which I almost missed, you may recall, uh, watching the short treks, 
Uh, in between season one and two, uh, the good people over at Star Trek Discovery put out four little mini-sodes. Uh, one of them had to do with Saru's home planet. Uh, so that was cool. And, and sort of how he joined Starfleet. Because he's a rare join to Starfleet where he came from sort of a, a not-warp-capable species, which is very strange, uh, sort of seeking asylum. So he's like the only member of his race who's basically not on his home planet, which is kind of cool. Uh, so we're returning to said planet uh, to sort of figure out what the hell's going on there. Uh, and he's got an interesting species in that they're sort of kind of slave-like or dominated by uh, another species, which we never really see. Do we ever see? I don't think we do see, even in this episode. Yeah, I guess we don't. Uh, so then there's the whole um, mix-up with that. <laughs> Let's say, yeah, the whole mix-up with a species dominating another. Oops. Uh, so, so yeah, this one was good. But the next one, Light and Shadows, um, probably going to be one of my uh, favorite ones, just because... All Star Trek, sort of period, full stop. Anytime there is anything to do with time travel, those episodes are always my sort of favorite ones. Just the, 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 the trying to wrap your head around things involving time travel, like, uh, I love it. I, I love it. There's just something about it. it. It's like it does, it makes your brain think in different ways, non-linear ways, which is uh, a, a cool place to be brain-wise. <laughs> Uh, Burnham goes to Vulcan in search for Spock. <laughs> in search for Spock. Like Star Trek 3, the search for Spock. People. Anyways, uh, where is she unearths surprising family secrets? Oh yeah, Spock apparently uh, had like a Vulcan dyslexia, is how they describe it, which is interesting. Uh, in researching what is left of the Red Angel's signal over Calamar... Pike and Tyler end up in a battle with time itself. Well, that's a little, a little dramatic there, but it was still pretty cool. Uh, Giorgio has a few tricks up her sleeve for Leland of Section 31. Uh, yeah, is Section 31 going to be its own show? I, I think I've heard that. Uh, it would be interesting, I suppose. She's sort of worming her way into being in charge of it, I think, is kind of what's happening here in this uh, episode. Uh, yeah, the time stuff. Uh, okay, cool stuff with a with a time distortion in space, flying in and out of it and shit like that. Uh, okay, I'm going to throw one cool thing from that that I really, really liked, uh, and I want to know what the deal is with and how it happened and all sorts of questions and comments and concerns. But, and then we'll end. Uh, so they fire a probe, as you do, into this time anomaly, uh, and then for reasons they end up in it, and then the probe uh, sort of comes to... Uh, they end up in it in terms of they sh send a shuttlecraft into it. They don't send. It just sort of accidentally gets pulled. Black hole, but of time. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so they end up in it and they uh, come across the probe. But the probe uh, somehow, some way has been, let's say, upgraded. Uh, and is 500 years older than when it entered, even though it's only been like a couple of minutes. So that's pretty fucking crazy. And then it's got all this crazy technology that's uh, attacking them and trying to steal all the information out of the computer databanks. What the fuck? 